Welcome to the motherhood journey. I am so glad that you're here. This is a space where we allow the daily joys and the tough moments to shape us and build us into the beautiful and powerful women that God originally designed us to be. Let's walk this out, mamas. Let's enjoy the journey of motherhood and see it as the blessing that it is. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast this week. I hope that you're going good and that you had an awesome week loving your champions. Isn't it funny? I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like between the weeks of recording podcasts, it's like so big and so much happens. And at the same time, I'm like, feel like it was a blink. I'm like, oh, did I just record a podcast like yesterday? Like, it's just the motherhood life. It's like, what's that saying? Like, oh, I don't even know. Something about the days being long but the years being short I think that's it um it's so true um motherhood is so amazing it's like so hard and so good all mixed up into a messy awesomeness (laughs) um I think it's meant to be that way and I think it's really good because it continually makes us fall down on our knees and realize that I think the more kids you have or the more busy you are or just even stepping into motherhood compared to not being in motherhood just when you you go up another level in your life you know it I think each time that happens, it makes you realize how much you really completely need Jesus. Like it, it's such a humbling and a breaking, which is just so good and so important. I think that it's so easy to live life where every box is organized and color coded and life is just to your plan and in your control and in your capability. Um, and something I absolutely love about motherhood is that it smashes all those things down to the ground. It is such a journey of letting go of control. When you have little people with little minds and little attitudes and little desires and um, yeah, like just all of life just is really not in your control. And I think we spend a lot of time before motherhood controlling everything when we're at uni or in a job and we finally get money and we get to have this control where we buy the clothes we like and we wake up the time we want and we exercise when we want. And then you go into motherhood and you're up all night if you like it or not. And you're doing the fifth. I was like literally thinking today, I was like, I make like at a minimum five meals for five people every day. Well, Kai's only eats once or twice a day, but let's say in general, five meals a day. And then I'm like, I do four loads of dishes every day. Um, and I'm like, wow, like it is like a lot pouring out into all these little people. Um, and it's something that I do and I need to do every day if I like it or not. And I love that. I love how motherhood stretches you and pulls you. And that's what we're all about on this podcast community that even through the hard stretching, pulling things of motherhood, we can use it to all, um, grow in the image of him and shine Jesus through it and actually find Jesus in that hardness and allow that to transform our lives to be better than it ever was um, before we face those trials. So that is cool and that is good because that is the good news of Jesus. He is so kind and so faithful. And the reason I'm going on this rant is because it totally relates to what I'm talking to you guys about today. So today I want to talk to you about just pretty much how we in our own selves and capabilities are not enough. Um, but that how he truly is. I think, um, I don't know if you're like me, but I can get overwhelmed really easily, um, especially by sensory things. Like I used to find whenever I would go to shopping centers, just all the people walking past me and the lights and the colors and the things for me to focus on. Like my brain just moves really quick and I have like a million thoughts a second. Don't know if you can notice. (laughs) Um, And so I used to find I could get quite, 
um, a lot of anxiety in places like shopping centers because it was just so highly stimulating. And something I find in motherhood, one of the biggest struggles I find is that I find little points of the day, I feel like my head's going to pop off because I'm like so overly stimulated and um, processing and thinking so much because my mind jumps ahead so far then it really should and I'm get so overwhelmed by the needs and the crying and the I need to do this job and that job and then this is going to be on at that time and I can just build up so um it's very easy to get overwhelmed in motherhood but the truth is and the glory is is that he is enough even for that that when we're not enough we're not then just left with okay well great I can't fulfill anything and I'll always feel incapable. He's actually bigger and enough to be the strength and to be the holding and to be the energy for those moments or for more to come. Um, but there is a key to it. You have to let him. And this is a journey that I, okay, I might go on tangent right now, is blowing my mind in Christianity because I am finally, good job Ellie, finally in a season of my life where I'm learning how to receive and how to actually trust and how to not be God myself, but allow him to be God. And I think those concepts sound big. And even if someone said those to me, maybe even listen to a podcast, I'd go, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Trust God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I needed to be broken down to get to the place I am. And I praise the good Lord Jesus for doing that to me because I didn't realize how much I was still holding control and holding the need to be good enough. And he is, I'm so in the middle of this journey. He's still to this moment right now, breaking me down in kindness and in love that is freeing me so much in life. Like we can't run away from trials, mamas. We can't run away from hard things or when ugly things pop up in our hearts or in our minds or life does seem too overwhelming. Those are the times to just dive into his mercy and his grace and his goodness and be so expectant that in his timing, he will come and show you what it means for him to be enough. But The key is to let him. The key is to learn how to receive. And so if you're like, that sounds good, Ellie, but I have no idea what it means to receive. Um, Join with me then over this next season and even this little podcast to just break that down and understand what that means a little more because um, I, I think that we often think sin might be the issue or... I don't know, probably just sin <laughs> or we're just not good enough and I just suck and I still read my Bible and blah, blah, blah. All these things are the issue. But really the issues which I have spoken a lot about is pride and within pride, we don't let go and actually learn how to be naked and vulnerable and ugly before the Lord with our hearts to allow him to dive in because of fear and pride, really. Pride is so... I think hidden in many forms that people don't realize is pride. And then when they become vulnerable enough to really break it down, it's like, ah, there is pride. Um, so yes, that is what I'm finding in my own life and my own heart. And I really hope and pray that <coughs> these little tidbits can help anyone else who might struggle with this or be feeling the Holy Spirit burning them as I speak about this going, I need to do that. I actually really need to go on that journey and I need to learn what it means to lay myself down. Like it is so biblical. Like, I just am blown away at how biblical this concept of learning how to become nothing in your own self and your own mind is 
in all that Jesus talks about of becoming a child and being the foolish of this world. And when you lay down your life, you will find it and pick up your cross daily. That does not mean pick up your cross if you're in a third world country and you're being persecuted. It doesn't mean pick up your cross when you first become a Christian and your friends reject reject you. It's daily. And I think we often think that has to be big persecution. Like someone says, oh, you're a Christian. I don't like you. But no, like Picking up your cross daily is denying the flesh daily, denying the voice of the enemy that says, oh, well, you suck and you don't read your Bible, so that's why God does nothing for you. Reject that. Say, no, I'm picking up my cross. Jesus' blood covers me. I got his cross on me. I'm picking up my own cross. We're one in spirit. I'm completely redeemed and saved by the blood. I'm struggling with reading my Bible today, but that is nothing to do with my salvation, my ability to know him and find him, the power that he's given me by his grace alone. I'm completely known, found, loved, and marked by the identity of him. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is that this whole picking up your cross daily is like, it's, it's, like, it's so hard to explain, right? Because it's like not a work at all. Christianity, this is what I'm, my mind is being blown by people. Christianity is not about works about doing enough or being good enough but then it's also not about doing nothing and walking in subconscious pride and just going oh well I'm just good enough I just got God I'm good it's like I I went through this seasons right so years and years ago probably like six or seven or eight years ago I was in an awesome church and I loved it, but I was so rooted in religion and I was really taught so many things that aren't truth, but I didn't realize till later that was very heavily um, sin conscious and about needing to be all these things I'm talking about, be like, be humble and be a servant and be a missionary and go lay down your life. But it was all taught in like a social justice lens where it was like, can't you see how bad it is for everyone? You need to do this. Like you, you need to, you've got Jesus, you've got to share it. Like you need to like love, but it wasn't actually motivated by the spirit, love, surrender, faith. It was actually all pushed by guilt because it was like, you know, if you know, if you know, if you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. And then years after that, I think for six or seven years now, I found what people call kingdom. So it's the concept of that is that you live from a kingdom mindset, from a heaven mindset, and you live in the mentality that Jesus says um, in the prayer, it's like, may your kingdom come, your will be done. So God's will we know is righteousness and freedom and healing and um, redemption. And so you're living from those mindsets and it is so needed. It is like completely obsessed with Holy Spirit, which is really neglected, I found in my religious upbringing. It's fully based in the power of God, the presence of God, the tangible intimacy of God. Like, oh my goodness, these are these are life-changing concepts that needed to be taught to me and I, I need to walk in every day. But what I found is that walking in this kingdom mindset, something that is an issue that it caused is that it made me miss a lot of the beauty that was in what I was taught and it gave me this kind of um, entitlement and alongside entitlement unfortunately it kind of grew in me an unhealthy understanding of God's provision and God moving in his word because I then very subconsciously started walking in this mentality that I was like oh only goodness will come for me because I'm the righteousness of God and the devil can't touch me, right? And those things are truth. But I didn't realize this blend of what Jesus says that you take my cup of glory and my cup of suffering. 
And I just thought, oh, well, if I'm like perfectly loved, totally a son of God, I'm covered, he can see me at all times, there's power, blah, blah, nothing bad will ever happen to me, right? And I then stepped into motherhood, really, which is what opened all my doors to experience many, many trials and suffering um, of all sorts of things, which I thank the Lord so much for them now. But they were like such a slap in the face because I was like, then I stepped into this place of being like, I am so lost and confused, God, because I really do believe your only goodness. But then I've experienced these things when I was trusting you, but then these things happened. What? And I had this massive mental hole in my head and it used to cause a lot of anxiety. Like if my kids were sick, I would be trying to just stand in faith, declaring the word over them. But then they'd be getting sicker and I'd be like, can I give them Panadol? Can I take them to the hospital? Is that not faith now? Like, shouldn't God be working for me? And then I would start finding myself getting frustrated towards God because I'd say, but Lord, your word says this and this is your truth. And, and, and why I'm doing everything I can that I'm meant to, to be a faithful person. And it was all just getting messy and confusing. And it actually brought me to the place where it started breaking down just before I gave birth to Kai. So he's seven months now. And then through my traumatic birth with Kai, (laughs) continued to work on me. And then month and month later, and I'm still massively on the journey, but I'm halfway now, um, which is awesome. But um, like it it got built up because before I gave birth to Kai, I was really pressing in and believing for a pain-free birth, which I still, funny enough, because it's the mix, it's the blend. This new thing I'm in is the blend. That it's like I still completely believe that a pain-free birth is possible and even I would say is the desire of God in his fullest in his kingdom in his heaven that we have been completely redeemed from the curse and we shouldn't experience any pain but I was believing that up to Kai's birth in such a um entitlement mentality and I was trying to convince myself theologically while I was right and I was trying to quote scriptures over my body to demand and command this movement over my life because this is what is truth no matter what I feel and although those things are powerful and beautiful and please don't get me wrong I really believe in speaking over your body and standing in authority and commandment but this new understanding I'm coming to is that with Kai's birth, God had a lot of junk to deal with in my heart that I wasn't facing or dealing with because I thought it was just all about authority. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to declare authority. But I realized looking back at that birth, what really I believe even caused him to get stuck in me and then caused all the drama was that I remember this thought of fear popped into my mind. It was like, I, I feel like my baby's going to die if I don't push him out. And so I literally remember going, I'm going to go against you, body, right now. I know it feels tired and it feels like he's not ready to come out, but pretty much you're wrong. I'm right. I have to take control. I'm afraid. I'm forcing this baby out even if it rips me in half. And I just remember pushing so hard against my body. Anyway, hands up, we're getting stuck. But... Not that that's always what happens, but for me, I just, like, that's a little glimpse. There's a lot of other things that were going on that showed me of the junk in my heart. But God actually, I believe now, wanted to grow in me to be able to have a pain-free birth, this ability to let go of fear, this ability to listen to his voice when the enemy's speaking, this ability to surrender and let go of control when things seem crazy and not panic, this ability to be in an even higher place where I'm actually at peace and rest because I trust my God no matter what I feel and no matter what even goes on with my baby. Um, that, that kind of depth of growth, there's still a place of authority. He came out and wasn't breathing and we commanded in the name of Jesus that he breathes and I really do believe that 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 stepping into that belief and that faith was part of why he came back to life because God's word is truth and God says speak my word and you have life on your tongue and blah 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 but um I just feel like I hope this is making sense I am coming to this place in my faith where I'm realizing that it is not about me being enough 
in any aspect of Christianity, motherhood, wifehood, <laughs> being a woman, being a human, it is it is really about a journey of laying myself down, laying my control down, laying my need to be faithful enough, laying down my need to understand theology enough, lay understanding down. I don't need to understand. I don't like if God's called me to not use contraception, I don't need to understand how that's going to work after five babies, after six babies. I don't need to understand. My life is to surrender, but not again out of being a slave, but out of being a child and going, you're actually my dad. And I, I've come to grow to a place of maturity because of the trials I've gone through and because I haven't resisted trials, but I have received you in those moments that you have beautifully sharpened me, brought gold out of the fire, worked with me and made me be who you've always known I was from the very beginning and growing me this strength that I never knew I could have. I classify myself as quite a weak person. Yes, I'm running a podcast, but that doesn't mean I'm strong or I'm great. It means that I'm obedient to the voice of the Holy Spirit and God told me to do this. And you know, if you know me or you hear these podcasts, I say every time, I don't pre-think this or write this. I don't know what I'm saying. I ask Holy Spirit to speak through me. I ask throughout the week for some sort of topic and then I press record and see what comes out. And today, this is what came out. (laughs) And somehow it encourages people and I'm very thankful for that because it's all God. But I am quite a weak person. I struggle a lot with my emotions, with being afraid, with getting angry, with feeling out of control. But something I'm growing in and learning is to become pulled apart, become broken, admit even like right now, like I was like, oh golly, like how am I going to do a podcast tonight? I feel like I've been a mess all day trying to unpack after camp and get our life back to order and finding the kids difficult because they're exhausted. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about that. It actually doesn't matter who I am and what I've struggled with today. If I'm humble to lay that down, ask for forgiveness and call forth the Holy Spirit, it's then him who is enough. Like I find that when I worship God in church, I am able to full-blown worship him every week like if I was bold enough I'd be lying on the ground weeping I have such an ability to surrender and enjoy him in worship because each time I step into that I go this is not about me I'm not going to think oh I was bad this week and so I'm not going to be able to worship I'm not going to think oh I yelled at my kids in the car before I got here I'm just going to go God I just instantly repent right now that's nothing I want but no matter who I am or how I function if I've been great or if I've been terrible you are worthy always and so I'm going to give my all worshiping you because these words mean everything these words are life like you are you are so worthy and I know that your presence covers me and there is actually a place of acceptance here for me to just full-blown worship you because I am accepted because I am under your blood no matter how many times I trip and stumble I'm always going to get up because your hand is always there ready to grab me and make me be more beautiful than I ever thought I could be which is so awesome Alrighty, I'm going to stop now. I'm going to pray for you guys um, and I really hope that this could bless you and encourage you as you continue walking forward pressing into a God who is truly enough and who is so ready to meet you where you're at as you stumble and fall and realize how much you need him. (laughs) Um, Jesus, thank you for these women. I pray that you flood them with your spirit right now. I pray that you break off the lie that they're not capable because in you they are capable to do anything you call them to do. If you call them to be a doctor, they're capable. If you call them to work while having kids, they're capable. If you call them to have one million children, they are capable. You are good God and you are so ready for your children to say yes to you, to be humble, to let go of their pride so that you can just race in and be 
the coolest God we could ever, ever experience. You are so much better than we think and your word is flooded with promises and you say in your word that your promises are what enable divine nature over us. So I believe that for each of us and I thank you for your goodness and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. If you enjoyed tuning in today, subscribe here and connect with me over on Instagram where you can DM me or find my email as I'd love to connect deeper and pray with you.